What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. I'm Andrew Ivins. That's David Lake. Coming at you with another instant reaction uh, edition of the podcast. Miami did pretty much the unthinkable. I mean, I don't think anyone really saw this coming. Um, they find a way to lose to FIU 30-24 to at Marlins Park in a game where it felt like FIU simply dominated. I mean, I don't really have much to say in terms of uh, just what happened play by play, but big picture, this is a major setback for Miami. Um, the rebuild, which was 3-0, and is now 3-1, and and I guess looking more like a rebuild. David, your, your takeaway. Yeah, I mean, you said it. Um, FIU, frankly, controlled the whole game. They were up 23-3. to Early in the fourth quarter, uh, Miami kind of made some things happen in garbage time. Uh, but, you know, let's keep it real. FIU did control the game. FIU was the better team on Saturday, which is disappointing because FIU does not have the better players. Um, once again, the bye week, for whatever reason, is an issue for this coaching staff and for this team. Um, you know, frankly, FIU was coming off a bye week as well. And Butch Davis and his staff had his guys more ready to play. FIU, I thought, played with more intensity and more passion. And I think, too, from a scheme standpoint, they were sharper um, and just more ready to exploit what Miami does. Um, I feel like Jaron Williams was, you know surprised by what he saw from the FIU defense at times I don't I think maybe FIU threw some new wrinkles at him and his head was spinning in those first three quarters and he had a three interception game so and the defense overall I thought was um, average to below average they like I alluded to earlier they didn't play with much energy or passion Uh, lots of missed tackles uh, lots of misconduct penalties that led to easy yardage for an FIU offense that needs a lot of easy yardage. And look, as the game progressed and FIU uh, continued to hold on to a lead, they started playing with more confidence. And once a team starts playing with that type of confidence, it's going to be hard to beat them. And eventually you run out of time. And that's kind of what happened to Miami on Saturday. So yeah, very depressing loss. Um, probably the worst loss I've ever covered at at Miami going back to 2007 and yeah it's going to be interesting to see how Miami can rebound off this Andrew I'm going to throw it back to you you know going into this game Miami had a ton of momentum on the recruiting trail uh riding that three-game winning streak um we will find out what this does to that type of momentum but You know, if you were to guess, do you think this impacts anything Miami had going in that positive direction? Oof, I don't know. I do and I don't. I mean, uh, Trayvon Riggins, the defensive lineman out of St. Petersburg, Lakewood, he was a three-star kid. He decommitted uh, for Miami, I think, right when Manny Diaz stepped to the podium to address reporters. So 
Uh, that would be the third decommitment in less than a week. Um, he's a kid that Miami had kind of parted ways with anyways. They weren't really recruiting him. So I think he kind of used this as a middle finger moment towards him and uh, waited till that final score happened and then decided to decommit. But uh, in terms of recruiting as a whole, I mean, this definitely hurts. I think the message Manny and his staff will try to pitch and sell is the fact that two years ago, um, LSU lost to Troy at home and look at where LSU is now. So what Manny uh, said multiple times in, in that press conference is he thinks, um, you know, they just got to fix what's in the locker room and uh, they're a couple guys away. And I, I'm paraphrasing here. I mean, those don't direct quote me on that, but that's, that's the kind of the feel I got from it. He thinks the recruiting class is going to come in and be able to address some of those issues. Um, I, I kind of agree. Do, do I know what this is going to happen with, Jalen Knighton, Jalen Harrell, Daz Worsham. I, I don't know. I mean, I know everyone wants to know that answer right now. I don't know. We're going to have to see. Um, but this was certainly not good. Um, two two things I, I want to point out. Miami's now 0-4 uh, since, since they invented the turnover chain when they don't force a turnover in a game. We believe this is also the third time since Manny Diaz um, – arrived at Miami that the Hurricanes haven't had a sack which is mind-boggling I mean FSU or excuse me FIU's offensive line isn't good David do you think Brevin Jordan and DJ Dallas like I mean Brevin didn't play despite warming up um DJ got hurt in the second half I mean those were two big losses it seems like this offense was not the same at all and I don't know if that's on the players if that's on the coaches and we forgot to point out, Tate Martell wasn't even on the sidelines. Um, well, I'll say this. It shouldn't take Brevin Jordan to beat an FIU-type team. But with the way the game played out, it did seem like if this offense had a Brevin Jordan on it, maybe the chances, you know, maybe they move the ball a little bit better because Will Mallory got going a little bit in the passing game. Michael Irvin got going in the passing game some. Um, you know, FIU did a good job of taking away Miami's receivers for three and a half quarters and taking away the deep shots. They kind of forced Miami to work the middle of the field, intermediate passing game to the tight ends. Um, now, if Brevin's in the game, does does FIU still allow the tight ends to be so open and so much of an option that's an interesting hypothetical um but the thing i just come back to is it shouldn't take losing brevin jordan or a healthy brevin jordan should not be the difference between winning and losing against fiu the dj dallas injury uh yeah it was tough he was having a good game um but i'll say this cam harris i thought came in and and played well too um and Robert Burns even did nice in terms of yards per carry. So, yeah, I mean, I think the point you bring up is fair. Those are probably the two best players on offense. Um, but against a team like FIU, you know, to me, the the issue with the offense was Jaron Williams was really bad. He forced the ball into double and triple coverage multiple times. He had three interceptions, but quite frankly, it could have been more. Um, he got away with some throws. Uh, 
And to me, that was the issue. It was Jaron Williams took a big step back compared to how he played against Florida State and Louisville. I mean, I'm not trying to make an excuse for the loss of Brevin Jordan and, and DJ Dallas. I was just kind of hypothetically trying to take it out. I, I, I think, and this has been a reoccurring theme, what is the identity of this offense? Like, this was not the same group we have saw against Louisville. I mean, if you want to put the blame on anyone, and I'm not trying to trying to do that, but like, I didn't understand Danny Nose's game plan here. I thought early on in the game Miami could have ran the ball with ease, and they just didn't want to do that. They did run the ball. Uh, or, or, yeah, yeah. I mean, they didn't want to do that. Um, it's just, it's a bit puzzling to me, just kind of the, the game plans. And then it seems like when they're down, they have no issue throwing the ball around and playing free and loose. I mean, we saw it against Virginia Tech. We saw it against North Carolina. We saw it against FIU. I mean, I know that, you, that other teams are maybe changing their looks in terms from a defensive standpoint, but it seems like, when they go shotgun and throw it around, it's it's a lot easier. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Um, you know, I'm looking at the rushing stats. Cam Harris, 11 carries for 86 yards. Um, you kind of wonder maybe why they didn't lean on the run game more. DJ Dallas, before he got hurt, 9 carries for 50 yards. Both those guys didn't lose a, a yard on a single carry. So they were always going forward. So, yeah, I mean, I think if you're going to criticize Dan Enos and the play calling in this game, I think it's fair to say, you know, why why didn't you lean on the run game more? I mean, we knew going in FIU's run defense was one of the worst in the country. Um, but, again, like, I don't know. To me, Jaron Williams just didn't have it today for whatever reason. Uh, I know in the past we've questioned his arm strength. He kind of quieted those questions uh, against – Louisville and FSU by making some very nice deep passes but to me against FIU on Saturday his arm looked kind of average at times and, and it got him in trouble I don't know um I don't know why <laughs> I don't know what happened to Jaron to me that's the most befuddling thing in this FIU game well I don't want to keep rambling it on uh I think I'm gonna have a beer after this one, just as I as I digest uh. kind of what happened as we we taped this from the parking garage in, in Marlins Park. Um, stay locked to the site Miami.247sports.com. We'll have full coverage of the game. Manny Diaz called it a obviously a dark night, <laughs> um, and it was. So we'll talk to you guys next time. Take care, guys.